Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself and the outlandish Louis Fox. That's right. I have land out there. We are also graced in the basement with the ever-hilarious Aaron Ingle. Greetings. People have told me I am graced in the basement before. (laughs) Of all the basements you've been in, how does this stack up? This is a pretty glorious basement, man. It's bright. It doesn't feel like a dungeon in a lot of ways. You could cultivate a more dungeon. I haven't showed you the, the... Human skull collection. Human skull collection. (laughs) (laughs) Usually we save that till after. Sure, sure. Keep keep them at ease. (laughs) It's funny though. All right, so two black dudes we had interviewed immediately walk into like, what's up with all the skulls? (laughs) Me, I'm like, huh, great shelves. (laughs) Great shelving units. Yeah, one he had to stay in here for a while and he was like, the funny thing is I have like a stuffed cat out there and I have like probably ten human skulls. And the one thing that he was afraid of was the cat. Of all <laughs> so you are a comedian here in Seattle. You run yes, multiple indeed. shows. You are blowing up. You've been on the Laughing School Comedy Festival. You've been on Comedy Central's Roast Battle 2. Hell You've been yeah. in the Seattle International Comedy Competition twice. To very little success. Hello. <laughs> oh, no, we don't need to. Hey, I mean, we're all champions. What happened? Why did they not go well? Oh, I don't know. Probably because of all the uh, times I just like took a shit on stage. That could be it. No. Uh-huh. Yeah, He's so. called me and asked me to judge it once. And I'm like, dude, I'm not funny enough to be in the competition. What what are you like, Why yeah. would I be doing judging it? Yeah. Amazingly, <laughs> I've, I mean, I think it, it's great to just, you know, be to be selected for. Yeah, it absolutely. So that's, so that's why I keep it on my my list of accomplishments. And I had a great time, had great sets, didn't really take a, a, a dump as far as comedy stuff goes. You know, it's one of those things I think that there's sort of like maybe a small handful of people that kind of win it every time. It's like a certain type of comedy yeah. that, that, that they like and that's not really me. Yeah. So I accept that and I move forward. But yeah, I've like <laughs> I've hosted it since then even though I've never won it. Oh, that's and awesome. I've never like... It's a wild little thing. And it's a pretty prestigious comedy competition. Sure. You get to meet folks from all over the place. Great. So you grew up in Southern Oregon. I do. I say broadly Southern Oregon, which is an entire (laughs) quadrant of a state. Uh, Because small town. I'll say, sometimes I'll say small town Oregon, rural Oregon. Uh, I'll say, and then I I narrow it down if people go, oh, oh, yeah. And then I'll say, I went to high school in Medford because that's the bigger town. And they've sort of kind of heard of that. They've usually had their car break down and somewhere. They've read some story about meth yeah, on exactly. the internet about heavy method. duty meth yeah. culture yeah. yes yeah that's uh, always when I go to work in California and I drive I always yeah. stay in Medford yeah it's about I, I think it's like literally halfway between Seattle and San Francisco yeah. or something like that well growing up in Eugene like that was you would always make fun of Medford whatever insert well, any must sort be of, nice yeah I know. <laughs> big city yeah. slicker here in Eugene <laughs> <laughs> So I actually grew up in a small town outside of Medford mm. that didn't even have a high school except for a Christian high school uh, or a Christian like K through twelve. How'd you get out of not going there? Oh man, we couldn't afford that. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> we're going public, baby. We can afford to live in Medford. We gotta live in Jackson. We can afford to bus you to Medford. <laughs> no, that was a yeah. There was like an elementary school, a K through twelve, and then and everybody there was. I've in the district done my show at school. the elementary school in Jacksonville. Ah, oh, congratulations! A wild bunch of kids. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's where I got my showbiz debut, too. (laughs) Oh, really? Singing things like Amazing Grace at the Uh, talent show. Oh, yeah. I was heavy-duty Christian at the time. So, you know, I I probably would have been on board with a Christian high school, but only up until I was like... Is that how you grew up? You grew up in a pretty religious family? Yeah, not like, not not freaky ceremony type of Christian, but yeah, it was like church every Sunday type of Christian. I grew up Mormon, and uh, how does your family react to your comedy now like what you're doing and sort of this have they heard you yeah my mom comes out to shows my mom's my mom still goes to church every sunday uh but she's a pretty open-minded lady fortunately and would she come to a show of yours on a sunday yes okay sunday morning go. my dad my dad is out my dad is, yeah. if it's on sunday my dad is out so, yeah. nope yeah. not gonna happen yeah I, I the very first time my mom watched a tape and this was really early on when i started doing comedy i didn't like keep it a secret for very long or anything uh but I, I think I sent her a tape, and her response was basically a face palm. She was like, oh, "What are you doing?" But I've stuck it out for long enough. She accepts it, and she's oh, like, good. "She brings people out." I'm doing a show in Portland, and it's like a weed-themed show where uh, I will be oh. getting high and performing. And I, I had been telling my mom, "Oh, I've got the show at the end of the month. I'll be in Portland, which is where she lives now." And uh, she's always telling me, "Okay, let me know when it is. I'll invite all my friends." And then I had to call her back and be like, "Hey." Uh, <laughs> I didn't think this through. This is a show that I'm going to be getting high. So, uh, and she like she knows I did, I smoke pot and everything. So, well, I'm sure she saw you high at some point. <laughs> I didn't really until like later in my high school years. So gotcha. I was never really like sneaking like trying to get away with it so much. But yeah, she. So I was like, hey, uh, backpedal a little bit. Only invite your chill friends. <laughs> <laughs> Only invite yeah. the ones that aren't narcs. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's an elementary school teacher, so I'm like, she's just like the sweetest lady on the planet. Oh, man. No, that's a big trend is like the shows where you go get hot. You do a Mm -hmm. set and you drink or get high and then do another set. Right, right, right. Have you done many of them? Yeah, I've done a lot. I used to to host one, which was, it's, you know, a lot of fun because it's kind of a, if the crowd is there for it, it's really a can't lose situation because if you are so tanked or stoned that you like are barely functioning then they think that's funny uh, so yeah, you d- yeah, even yeah. if you can't deliver your material they're like ha ha look at this stupid stoner yeah um yeah. so you can't really lose or you're like if you can do your jokes then great then yeah. you're funny so but you can't lose pretty much that's what i would tell yeah. people when i yeah. hosted it it was like just have fun because you know uh, if i don't know if either of you have ever touched the stuff but sometimes when you are high on pot you get a little paranoid that people are <laughs> judging yeah, you. I couldn't imagine doing like I don't smoke weed anymore, but yeah. I yeah. couldn't imagine doing a set like Stone. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. thinks I'm Stone. Yeah, yeah. They know <laughs> they it. Know. Actually, they everyone told they were told beforehand that you're high. Are they ever more? lit than the people that are on stage like they like aren't I've, even laughing you're like what's going yeah, on yeah like, i've seen that happen at shows like that or i mean in any comedy show like i remember this little crew of guys like walked in i can't remember what show it was but i think it was a, a weed themed show of some sort and these three like you know they were like in mexican ponchos you know <laughs> white kids in mexican ponchos came in so you knew something was up and they just had that like pasted on glottless yeah, smile yeah. like yeah. Hey, and they were clearly enjoying themselves, but they like barely made any sound. They just kind of like, like they were sitting on their couch, like they're watching their own show. It's not even your show. So your mom's supportive. And so what brought you up to the Northwest is uh, obviously it's a lot different than Jacksonville. Is it though? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, well, you, you, you went from 
you told me you went from Jacksonville to Tacoma, so that's mm-hmm. a natural transition, right? Yeah. Like that's like the gateway drug to Now, Seattle. I don't really know what you're trying to imply <laughs> about Tacoma, Matt. That's my. I just always wanted to live in a bigger city. When I was down in Oregon, I was like, okay, I'll go to college somewhere, you know, that was like supposedly you had to to get a job that didn't turn yeah. out to be <laughs> relevant but uh, you're talking to two yeah. high school dropouts <laughs> <laughs> yeah i caught i caught the wave right at the right time and then like was in college during the recession and i was like oh well i guess i better bide my time at this point and then go back and work in a restaurant again ah. <laughs> for another 10 years or whatever it was so is that when you started doing stand-up not until i moved up to seattle actually. Oh, really? so i went to school in tacoma uh lived there for four years and moved up to seattle was like working in restaurants and yeah i think i was up here for uh, a year maybe something like that i wanted to get involved in performing arts of some sort i'd never done stand-up but i'd done improv like improv comedy. and you were in your your elementary school talent show and i was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> doing yeah doing like sign sign language accompanied churchy songs uh, doing the in, in matching outfits with my friend kelly you know uh it's really all about the outfits um but well, uh, i think of like i grew up in boy like going to boy scouts and stuff mm-hmm. and like i think my first sort of like voyage into performing was doing like these little sketches totally. around the campfire. Like it really sort of like opened me up to like, ah, I kind of like this. I'm mm-hmm. pretty good at this. So I imagine it does. It was. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. I think my mom would t- would say that I was always like a ham too. You know, yeah. I was like down to perform for whatever. Like did, I was a piss poor actor. Like I did, I, I did drama in high school and I think was the stage manager for several pro- <laughs> productions. Not by choice. Yeah. And you will be cast as in the back. Yeah. Like you can be <laughs> Stage manager or a tree? <laughs> Stage manager. Tree two available? No? Not, uh, not for you. We're looking for some raw talent here. Yeah. <laughs> you got to emote the hell out of that. And so has that town changed Jacksonville at all? Like when you go back, Definitely. is it sort of like you see the same you know, people like that you grew up with and like you're like, ah, oh, you didn't. There's a handful of folks yeah. that, you know, that stuck around and everything. But what's crazy about Jacksonville, because Jacksonville is super small town. Like I think there's probably max like 1600 people yeah itty bitty but it's not super remote you know you're like 15 minutes away from Mm. uh, uh, several other towns and um what's crazy to me now is i'll go to like the tavern yes the tavern in jacksonville like there's maybe two or three bars but now there's like a cheese and wine bar and like a couple other places get some trickle over yeah and all these there's i'll go to the bars and there's all these people that are like my age that I didn't grow up with. And I'm like, why Why would you be here? And they're all growing weed. Oh, yeah. They all live out in the woods and grow weed. Because my only experience in that town in particular is going to, there's like an outdoor music venue mm-hmm. there. And I would think that they would be a little bit more cultured with like having a huge venue in which they're bringing in these huge music. Yeah. Like I saw Ani DeFranco there. Totally. Steel like, Pulse. Like, han- yeah, a handful of p- artists that come there like most years. I think I hopped the fence and saw yeah. Crosby, Stills, and Nash oh, nice. when I was younger. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, there's like th- that area. Jacksonville is kind of a sweet little town. Like it's uh, got like the historic downtown. It's like a little gold rush town, but it's kind of artsy and kind of. Sweet. But you're in the middle of a valley full of tractors, sort of. You've been doing comedy. You now run two shows. You run mm-hmm. Unladylike at the Comedy Underground with Alyssa Yaum- Yeoman. Yeoman. Yeoman, easy. That's uh, every last Tuesday. Mm-hmm, the final Tuesday of the month. And you also do a hot seat at Comedy on Broadway with Karina Lee Allen. Yes. And that's in Jai Time the first Saturday. The first Saturday. And that, that show is. 
it's like it's like a talk show, right? It's, yeah, and uh, I, we've described it as uh, Graham Norton, but with weed. Yeah. So uh, we have the comics come up. It's all it's all stand ups that uh-huh. we bring on. Uh, although I would say we'd be willing to dabble into the area <laughs> of uh, magical jugglers. Um, You're but, talking to two wrong dudes. <laughs> <laughs> that, so that's the we we give. Uh, Basically, Corinna and I do uh, riffs on the news up mm. top. We kind of do like the, as it were, like a monologue type uh-huh. of situation. But we uh, joke around about current events, and then we kick it to three comics. They come on, uh, do their stand up for twelve minute sets mm. each, and then uh, we bring them back one at a time until all myself and all three of them are back on the stage together and we do kind of interviews Sweet. conversations uh, and but they're all uh, a little stoned by that time Corinna is pinch hitting in the back smoking uh, weed with that, them in the alley is that sort of so. the angle that you sell to Ish. We we found you know we were trying to fill a, a void in the uh, in the scheduling at uh, Comedy on Broadway the shows at Jai Tai we tell the audience what's going on. They're all going to get a little stoned. They're going to be a little bit loose. They're going to be a little silly. And it can end up really, really funny when the comics are all at a sort of a different level. Yeah. Some of them, you know, get super lit and some of them are just like, oh, I finally have leveled out. When, since you're sponsored by like a weed store, do you have to be like, and today is sponsored by <laughs> the the new blue blend of whatever. They haven't asked us that before. Yeah. I think like uh, all these weed stores, like I feel like, Go because I go in and like purchase stuff for friends uh-huh. <laughs> and my mom, <laughs> and uh, but I feel like they have like what you go in and they it's like what is your need like do you need yeah. to sleep more do you have anxiety do you need to tell your parents you know like you uh, have killed a person you're a comedian <laughs> yeah or... like I wonder like at when when are they going to have a weed that's like this will make you funnier this will make you yeah. you yeah. know that's ha- called cocaine yeah there you go yeah. <laughs> they have it well, we went to a weed shop one time yeah yeah it was so because i'm used to like whatever when i was a kid it's whatever the guy at the amp and park yeah, oh, yeah. You know, don't ask any questions it's gonna make you feel how you feel sometimes it's usually oregano it's <laughs> yeah. usually like some sticks i don't know if i like weed it makes me want to throw myself off of a building yeah. <laughs> makes me want to saute some pasta yeah but the guy was like like what you like to do i'm like uh he's like you want to go hiking you want some hiking weed yeah. <laughs> no. you want to grow more facial hair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to dress better <laughs> <laughs> this weed will get you to the mall. <laughs> oh, take me away, baby. I had one question about, on your website it says, com, com, am I saying I, this right, comediant? I do put, I, I put that as a, you know people call female comics like comedians, like they oh. throw some extra N's and E's on there. Oh, I think that's very stupid. So I put comediant. Oh, okay, <laughs> uh, so like you're a savant, but, or an No, aunt, like an, an auntie. Aunt. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gotcha. Right. Like I'm, I'll give you some lemonade. <laughs> like I'm matronly, but with some sex appeal, you know. Well, I read the article. You just had a, a great article written about you in The Stranger, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Seattle's only newspaper, so they say. Yeah, kind of. There's sort of the arts paper. Yeah, yeah it's a uh, and it it talked a lot about sort of what the struggles that you had coming up mm-hmm. in the comedy scene being a female. Mm-hmm. Do you, is that still existent today? Oh my god, it's so much better. It's so much better, and like I can only speak to the last. Uh, six-ish years and when I started you know there's a handful of women and uh, and now you know and non-binary folks and things like that that were out working but maybe you could count them on two hands and those are the the folks that were out and a lot of them were you know doing pretty well for themselves they were getting bookings or they were running their own shows so uh i'd maybe have the be lucky enough to run into one or two of them at an open mic night but Mm -hmm. by and large it was like you i would say pretty commonly 
about three women and like 25 guys yeah, on any yeah. given night and that's usually not the case anymore why do you think why do you think that is why do you think that 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 became a thing uh, I think that the you know the more uh, that like we've had Tina Fey Amy Poehler Amy Schumer like Kristen Wiig all these female comics and and comedic actors and stuff that have really blown up and mm-hmm. I would say Mindy Kaling and, and you know Tiffany now. Haddish there's a lot more visibility yeah. in in the mainstream and so you know and I think that most people will say like it's a lot easier to see yourself doing something when you can see somebody that looks Absolutely. like you doing it. Yeah. So, and then also kind of right around the time when I was starting, a few uh, more f- like female-focused and female-friendly rooms came up to where they said like, you know, you could actually find a place where there was more women than men. And that was yeah. a crazy feeling, but yeah. really delightful. And then those kind of places, I think, fostered a lot more folks to get started and not just get scared off like, totally. right away. Yeah. God, that'd be tough, man. Mm. Yeah. I couldn't imagine. Do you guys ever have to like open mic or anything? You never know. Oh, yeah. yeah. We went to a crap ton of open yeah. mics. I, it was a variety act. Mm-hmm. It was, I think at, at the time of I was kind of coming up, I was the only real variety act mm-hmm. doing that. That was so people had no idea what to expect from yeah. you. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You know, it's uh, sometimes there's like the people like, uh, what what the fuck is happening here? Yeah. Like, yeah. we don't know because we're not stand ups. We right. tell we more just jokes with yeah. us, our yeah. skills, yeah. comedic but, performers. But yeah, and so sometimes it's great because you you do you do stand out a little bit more. But then yeah. sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, we people came are here for comedy, not something yeah. yeah. heck yes. I was working on something new, and so I would I would put some feelers out. I'm like, oh, I'll go do the show. They were not down. <laughs> no, with, that's with, so with, like the host, was like we got a magician. Everyone's like, nah. nah. <laughs> I like, Sounds like I gotta go boring. take a smoke break. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then like they're like, please welcome <laughs> Louis, and they was like, <laughs> ouch, that's <laughs> tough. That's really <laughs> they, they had turned off before I stepped on stage. That's like, so wild. It's like okay, and it yeah. was a long twelve minutes. Uh. Yeah, I'd probably just go to eight and then get the <laughs> yeah, fuck out And of that's going to be it for Sorry me. Sorry they hired me, folks. <laughs> Sorry I decided to try stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, of course, for being here. Do you want to riff on a news story with us? Uh, I would be honored. All right, so let's do it. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from OregonLive.com. That's a news source more reliable than using an electric eel as your backup power generator. <laughs> oh, nice. Do they do they not emit electricity? Is that not, a... not enough? Okay. <laughs> you couldn't. I couldn't run my microwave on that. <laughs> you can run your motorhome off of a I electric actually eel. Microwave eels using the electricity from them to eat. It's amazing. <laughs> So Just wrap it in tinfoil, you could start a real, tr- a real bit of trouble in your house. It's a closed cycle. It's a a, full, a loop. A loop. There yes. you go. Like, <laughs> what is it called when it's a circle? It's a circle. <laughs> Story goes, truck full of eels overturns on US 101, dousing sedan with slithering sea creatures. Oof. Jim Reyes really using his poetic license on this one. I wonder how long it took him just to write that headline. <laughs> how, how many edits they had to go down slithering, to it. Slithering, slithering, slithering. Yeah, he was working hard. In a scene straight out of your nightmares, a truck full of slime eels lost its load Thursday on US 101, oh causing a five-car crash dousing sedans with goo and sending sea creatures slithering across vehicles and the highway. 
That is the best road trip ever. If I was a kid in the back of the station wagon when that happened, oh, Yee! man. We got to go to Oregon every year. <laughs> I'm not going to ask, are we there yet? <laughs> wherever we're at right now. Clearly, yeah. we have made it. You'll know you're there when you see just sharks on the road or whatever they got. The coolest geocache ever. <laughs> Technically, the fish. Just shoot slime at you. <laughs> how, do, how do I sign this paper? <laughs> Technically, the fish were not eels, but hagfish, which have a skull but no jaw or spine, and they secrete slime when distressed, earning them the nickname Slime Eels. Hagfish always text you to break up. (laughs) (laughs) No spines at all. And distressed, they were emitting gooey stuff that will make you shiver in your sandals. Because that's a very Southern Oregon thing. Right. They're like, oh, Jesus is watching this. Strap on your river tevas, Jeremy. <laughs> We're going to go cover the fish spill on 101. It, it covered all of 101 along with 7,500 pounds of fish. That's a lot of fish. So they look like something out of the X-Files. They look like some sort of... Eel? Like yeah. a disgusting... No, like it looks worse than an eel. It's though, like a right? catfish face yeah. with a long, scary body. Whenever it kind of... It sort of does this contracty, expandy thing that looks... Much like something that you can find right in your home <laughs> and in your pants. In some of our pants. My <laughs> Looks just like a knee. Yep. <laughs> the Oregon State Police tweeted photos of extensively damaged slimy sedans. It was decidedly disgusting seen best avoided by travelers. That's what I go like whenever I see here the whale beached itself, I always go out to see that. So do you like, check I it would, out? Yeah. You would do it? Yeah. I don't know about the slime situation, though. Like, I feel like that would just be a, a really unfortunate comedy where everybody's doing the, whoa, and then you <laughs> fall on your butt with a bunch of eels around you. They're not eels. It's a clown car shows up <laughs> yeah. and sweep it all up. A bunch oh. of frat dudes come up and start sliding down. <laughs> <laughs> Although, like, a few years, I maybe it was like more than, it's probably like 15 years ago, there's this video of a beached whale. And the guy is reporting like on the side of the road and, and you see the beach whale in the background. He's like, and they didn't know what to do with the beach whale. So they decided that they're going to blow it up. And then oh, at yeah. that moment, oh, yeah. they blow it up and just oh, huge guts. pieces of it land like right next to uh, the reporter. That so, was a world class idea. And this was in Oregon. So I don't know if I trust. <laughs> Listen, so we're a little methods. bit a cowboys when it comes to handling <laughs> errant sea creatures. <laughs> They're like the bomb squad guys like we got the C4 that's going to expire next week and we got to use it. <laughs> we can put one in each one of these eels. And we'll probably get rid of it. The guy that works down the street's like, I got a bunch of dollies. I think we could just strap it to this hand truck or, oh, we're blowing it up. All right. Excellent. The fish were loaded in the back of a truck driven by Saltor Tragale for transport to Korea, way, where they are a delicacy. He's also gonna... the North Korean uh, nuclear program. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> also, I mean, that, there's no way that truck was going to drive all the way to Korea. <laughs> yeah. This was a mission this, doomed for this failure. This is all wrong. <laughs> the GPS has... <laughs> Tregrail was driven northbound on 101 when he came upon road construction that had stopped traffic, police say. But Tregrail couldn't stop his truck in time, and containers of hagfish flew. They sailed into the southbound lane, starting a chain reaction of collision. Also, you ever heard of a ratchet strap, Salvatore? <laughs> Could you not tie down the 75,000, whatever it was, 7,500 pounds of fish? My question is, like, what sort of name is Salvatore? They a sort of gl- dope name? Salvatore Tregale. It's like, dude, you should be a painter, not I, a truck driver. Can I try it? 
Salvatore Tragale. There it is. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. I'd buy hagfish from that person. <laughs> <laughs> Down by the docks. <laughs> Let me take you to my truck. I'll show you my truck full of hagfish. The crates first struck a 2017... Hang on, you got to get a notepad out to follow what's about to go down. <laughs> <laughs> it first struck a 2017 Nissan driven by Kim Randall, a 64-year-old from Arizona. Kim said, please do include my full first and last name. This is my moment. And, and the exact year <laughs> of my car. Because that is necessary for this story. This is not an old Nissan, okay? That is a fresh 2017. I thought for a second it was 2007. No. Beautiful. Okay, Kim. So first of all, Kim can get it. <laughs> She's doing well. Yeah. She's doing well for herself. You know some religious preacher is like, my prophecy came true when the hagfish struck a 2017 <laughs> Nissan. That's a, what a Nostradamus <laughs> Yes. What did I always say? <laughs> it's quatrain like, seven. We get it. We, you say it every Sunday. <laughs> The impact pushed the Nissan back into a Honda CRV driven by Rachel Craven of Toledo. Craven's car. <laughs> there was no one local here. It gets better. It gets better. Wait, there, this might be a Toledo. There's a Toledo in Oregon. There is a Toledo, this, Oregon. Oh. Toledo Oregon. Craven's so, car then local. collided into a white Ford Focus driven by two women, Christine Torp and Melissa Wage from Norway. <laughs> this is like an international yeah. incident. The consulate's getting those Norwegians out of here. And it does not stop there. So, yeah, you really do need like a whiteboard with like a dry erase, just m- impact markers. They're probably stoked that the two Norwegians were there because they were probably the only people who could I- identify exactly what the fucking things were. Yeah, they're, they're pickling them in the back of their car. Oh, what a great opportunity. <laughs> the Focus struck a 2017 Ford F-150 containing Kevin, Donna, and Brandon White from Tigard. Uh, you, the, tar- the Tigard Whites. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I think is all of Tigard, uh, I believe. Yeah. You get a hagfish situation, the whites are going to be on hand. <laughs> That's a fact. I didn't, I've, I've never seen a story where they were had so specific about every person that was yeah. impacted. Uh, this guy's straight out of, like, journalism school. This is probably the most yeah. exciting thing that's happened to this area. This is his first day at work, and he gets the hagfish spill. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> he started on the peak, and then now he's covering, like, the high school needing new marching band <laughs> uniforms. <laughs> Uh, they say the hagfish cannot survive outside of salt water. They died on the highway. <laughs> I would have like, the traffic is now backed up. So you have a bunch of truckers that you got to pee. Just have them pee on the fish. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. The highway was down to one lane for several hours at the Oregon Department of Transportation and the Depot Bay Fire District hosed fish and slime off the road. The highway reopened about four o'clock. I like how they're just cleaning like the highway off, like the yeah. you know downtown shopkeeper when he just... Yo, yeah. the, the Sidewalk's a little hot today. <laughs> the guy's old. He's just watering his yard. Yeah. Uh, Authorities continue working late afternoon to clean the dead hagfish from the side of the road, a state police spokeswoman said. What do they do with all those bodies, ma'am? I don't know. Torch them. Torch <laughs> I would imagine they would just throw them back in the truck and send them to Korea. Yeah. <laughs> Half price Korea. <laughs> Half price hagfish. <laughs> yeah, we did a story once where I believe it where it was where was it at? It was I think it was Saudi Arabia or where there was a bunch of fish that were like really old that they just put googly eyes on to try no, and sell them as like ah oh, these yeah, are that new was fish. In China. <laughs> of course. Good job, y'all. Hagfish are caught along the west coast, including Oregon, and shipped to Korea where they are a delicacy. They have unique qualities. The slime, a type of mucus from a hagfish, can expand to more than five gallons when combined with water. 
That wow. is too much goop, in my opinion. Well, yeah. that's that's what they were doing. Is they just like expand their goo and then they pop out. That's how they break out. Is that how break they out of the mouth out? or out yeah. of the tank? Out, out of the tank. Ah, uh, yeah. Because they are hosing it down with water, so I'd imagine it's just like yeah. expa- <laughs> like this blob. Yeah, like, never ending. It's like it's like the gremlin you can't feed after midnight. It's like. <laughs> Everyone knows you can't get backfish water (laughs) after midnight. (laughs) Funny coincidence that we should bring this story up today because I was in a stony little deep dive into another eel-looking critter in the Oregon waters yesterday, which is the lamprey. Uh, Y'all know about the lamprey? No, no. Okay. It's a crazy little guy. So unlike the hagfish, it does have a spine. Very brave Uh, little toaster. He will call you Uh to break up. Yes, exactly. He's like, hey, actually, can we get together over coffee? Uh Oh, that's Uh, nice. Make it an appointment. It's like, you may want to, do you have uh, something for emotional support you can bring to this? Popular in Europe, not Korea. (laughs) So, okay, so what's the, uh, what's the famous, uh, I think it's a Star Wars creature that's just like a mouth in the sand full of teeth? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they go to throw Han Solo off. Is it Thulu? In any case, so Lamprey's got that for a face, uh, and it's got a long body, like a little eel, and it's like a little snaky thing. You can find it on River Monsters, which is the first time I've ever seen that was last night. We watched the best of Lampreys on River Monsters. Um, <laughs> the best of. Oh, like, yeah. It's, four a super, episodes it's a super left. cut, baby. I love how you start smoking a bowl, and then you go to the internet. Oh, you get deep. Season seven of Seven Deep of River Monsters. I have grown Monsters. a beard somehow. Uh, lampreys, though, I, I'm not sure which one of these are more disgusting, because Lampreys have this like little uh, circle-shaped mouth mouth full of teeth like round layers of of concentric yeah. teeth and they will uh loop, they I've are yes <laughs> oh, yeah, I've heard of this what do you call this uh <laughs> so they take their little mouths and they attach to fish or any whatever living creatures they can uh, they can suck on like uh, algae-ish stones and make their way up a fucking waterfall oh, which is wow. crazy so they use their sucky mouths and they attach and they um I'm st- I don't know why I still can't find this word in my brain, but they're a parasite. There yes. you go. <laughs> they're a parasite. So they suck. They just basically suck the blood and life out of these fish that they attach to. Uh, and they just ride them around. Yeah, they just ride wow. them around. Wow. What a suck life. nutrients. So I just Googled lamprey, and so it's like lamprey. You would also want to look for shark and possum. <laughs> <laughs> Could I interest you it's in closest some closest ancestor is the possum. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's spelled... P-R-E-Y, right? Lamprey. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, a funny one. But not the only creepy, weird... It's Oregonian. It's, yeah. Its mouth looks like a toilet plunger full of sharp teeth. Yeah. So according to SmithsonianMag.com, to prevent choking on its own slime, a hagfish can sneeze out its slime-filled nostril and tie its body into a knot to keep the slime from the dripping origi- into its face. The original farmer blow. He just closes <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> Shoots out the snot rocket. <laughs> They'll do that. I am like when they get caught, and and like they'll snot out and like be like, "Can't catch me, I'm a little hagfish." <laughs> it's like, it's like like, oh, fucking disgusting. I don't you. even want to come near you. <laughs> the eel-shaped creature uses four pairs of thin sensory tentacles surrounding their mouth to find food, no, including carcasses of much larger animals. Once they find their meal, they bury into it face first to bore a tunnel. Deep I'm going to stop you right flesh. there. Is that just how you say bury? Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. Gary makes more sense. I'm it from does. the northern part of Oregon. We, <laughs> and, we speak a little differently. Well, what's interesting to me is that the brilliant writer of this article should have said, shouldn't they say burrow? Burrow into it? Well, then he said bore, bore a tunnel. So maybe ah, he didn't want to use bore twice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, the. 
the word choice on here. This is the Soros jungle. But here, here's the best. The best is the closing line of the article. <laughs> good night <laughs> <laughs> and good luck. <laughs> but it was written by Jim Ryan and Samantha Matsumoto. Ah. So what do you think about what? What's our takeaway from this? I think it's awesome. I that's the only reason I drive on like Highway 101 is for this to happen. <laughs> for just conical... you know that there's going to be some spillage of some sort. But you can't get anywhere. There's like it's. I think it's probably a two lane highway. Yeah, so you're brutal. you're smashed. Especially in Depot Bay, it sort of slows down. Right in there. I think I got to get me a 2017 Nissan Altima. Absolutely. Yeah, you want to live like like Karen? Yeah, Kim I, bet she's, I bet it's for sale after this. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have to list that on the Carfax? <laughs> Was struck by five thousand hagfish. <laughs> <laughs> that smell has got to be troublesome oh. once they start once they get to start hagging I have I have been to Korea multiple times and I have been to uh seafood markets and it is a site it is like full of shit like this where yeah. it's like I don't even I've never seen anything like that it looks like something out of a sci-fi novel but it's fucking awesome I'm in yeah so we'll post a picture of that on our site and we want to thank you Aaron for hey, coming thanks for having in me, y'all. where can the fine people uh look you up um, I would love it if you would find me on uh, on Twitter at Ingletime uh, or on Instagram at Sesame Plexer. Uh, also, spell, will you spell Ingletime yeah. for the fine people? Ingletime, I N G L E Time, T I M E, not T Y M E. Just let the listeners know they both raised their eyebrows at me to make sure I finished the spell job. Ingletime. Yours, your Instagram always cracks me up. Yeah, do you know what it is? Sesame Plexer. Uh huh. And whenever I see it, my wife's company is Sesame Communication. Oh. So I'm like, is that one of her, her coworkers that, that's really strange. down with, with uh, her company? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, that's their identity is... Yeah. This is... Um, I don't know. Uh, this is... I'm stuck with this Instagram handle for now uh, because, you know... I've tried to get my same Twitter handle for Instagram and like some teenager in another country has it and refuses to let it go. Unfortunately, I've 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 I chose Sesame Plexer when I first started my Instagram and uh that is any any ideas? You guys know what it is? No, it's a it's wrestling a, thing. It's a deep No, it's not. Uh that's like a suplex, I oh, think. Oh, okay. Um it's from the movie Adventures in Babysitting. In Adventures in Babysitting, Elizabeth Shue uh, she can't go out with her boyfriend because she has to wah, wah, babysit her yeah. little yeah, sibs. Yeah. And unfortunately, she misses a big date with her boyfriend. He goes out on that date with another girl, oh. <gasps> rude, what? named Sesame Plexer. Ah, and, that's, uh, his, that's her name? Uh, that's the like the character. You don't even, I don't think she even talks or anything, but I remember watching that movie and uh, yeah, You're Elizabeth. Like, this Shue. is gonna be my Instagram. Yeah, I just was like, they really like whoever the screenwriters wrote a character. They're just like, he's on a date with Sesame Plexer, and I was like, that's so far from a real name. I feel like but I Elizabeth just loved Shue won it. out of that movie because she met Thor. That oh night. my god, yeah. Vincent D'Onofrio, yeah. <laughs> break me off a piece. And I wanted to ask if you couldn't get your handle for Instagram. That you got your handle for your website. Uh huh. That no one had it. Nobody had that. Yeah. That's amazing. That's, uh. Yeah, I tried to get mattbaker.com and it's like, you know. Uh, there's like a jazz singer in line for it first, oh, and then yeah. like a British personality, and then there's like a serial killer. Yeah, but yeah. see, then like I'm the a hole. I own my legal name, which is Isaac Louie. 
Ah. And the other, there's only one other Isaac Louie, and he keeps trying to get me to sell it to him. And <laughs> he, I don't do anything. He doesn't just, use any. He doesn't even <laughs> use it. He's just an asshole. That's so funny. So from the other side of the table, literally <laughs> and figuratively, it's a That's sweet so place funny. to be. So they can see you at Unladylike at the Comedy Underground every yes. last Tuesday here in, in Seattle. Seattle. And the hot seat on comedy at Comedy on Broadway. Indeed. Uh, at Jai Tai on the first Saturday. First I, want, Saturday I would month. love to come see that. Actually. Please come uh, yeah. hang out. Uh, I, uh, yeah. I happen to know some folks. We'll get you in for free. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I'll be uh, featuring uh, doing a comedy weekend in Boise, my first time oh, nice. in uh, the weekend of November seventh. Cool. So, At what place? Uh, liquid. I believe so. Uh, liquid Labs. So if you're in the area, go and check her out. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who you're featuring y'all? for? Emmett Montgomery. Oh, well, there you go. It's going to be an awesome show. It'll be a blast, and uh, yeah, and keep your eyes peeled for. Uh, I'll probably have recently posted it by the time this comes out. Uh, some a new video short that I did with my buddy Travis Nelson, and that's going to be on the Instagram. Yep, I'll put awesome. it up on there. Perfect. Well, thanks for sitting in. I really appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Now we'll go show you some what dead skulls. What a fun skull. time. Some uh, human skulls. Can't wait to see the skulls. <laughs> All right. Hey, if I never come out of this, you know where to find me. It's the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. All right, folks, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Gracias por escuchar el podcast de Odd and Offbeat. Today's show is sponsored by the Alaskan Swingers Association. Come take a swing at us and see how fun it can be to act like a child again.